I'm Ben Klunt. And I'm Stephen Brown. In 2019, we started this podcast as an accountability tool for our health and our business goals. Through our discussions, interviews, and sharing of our successes and difficulties, we've learned we have a passion for leadership. In 2020, we're striving to grow our own leadership abilities by focusing on learning from great leaders in business and life, and continue to share our successes and struggles on this journey. We'll continue to have raw and candid conversations while sharing our own insights and experiences with our goal being to grow as leaders and as people. You're You're listening listening to Ordinary to Extraordinary. This is the song I thought that you were talking about. Bang, 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 bang. Boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. No, it was a little more modern than that, not... The fifties. I love John Lee it's Hooker. This one. I love John Lee Hooker. I like this one. Yeah. It's a new one. Yours is louder. You don't like this one? I think we've already lost like twenty-five listeners from just being like, "Why are these fuckers playing songs?" <laughs> it's I don't know. It's got a. It's a catchy little thing. It's got a. Get stuck in my head. All right, quit the music. Quit the music. Have some respect. This is the chorus right here. All right. So okay, everybody, speaking of put you in your best e- face on. Everybody needs to let us know if you prefer John Lee Hooker, Boom Boom, or that nonsense that Ben was playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, listeners, that you actually <laughs> listen to us. Yeah, welcome to Ordinary to Extraordinary. Ben and I, we're, uh, I, can't, I think we're both in an ornery mood today. Ornery? No, I'm just in a goofy mood. Are, huh? you, are you ornery? I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of pissed off and agitated at some things, but I Ooh. shouldn't be. You're, but you shouldn't be, you said? Is that, <laughs> so you're just feeling feisty today. It's not things I can control. I just think the world's going to fucking hell. So, framework. What things are you pissed off about? Um, well, I just posted on my social media a Uh-oh. Dave Chappelle quote. And do you want me to read it, actually? It's, it's good. Well, if it's a Dave Chappelle quote, how inappropriate is it? No, it's, it's, there's no swearing. It's actually really appropriate. Um, and it kind of sums up how I feel in a nutshell. So it says, our culture has accepted two huge lies. The first is that if you disagree with someone's lifestyle, you must fear or hate them. The second is that to love someone means you agree with everything they believe, say, or do. Both are nonsense. You don't have to compromise convictions to be compassionate. I like that. So, oh yeah, I mean, it's it's money, right? Well, I think if you don't adopt that philosophy, you will go through life very frustrated. Yeah. (laughs) Because humans, not one of them is the same. 
Well, there's lots of stuff that I don't understand. I think we've had this discussion. Yeah, you're a simple man. I, I, I can't fathom waking up one day or over the course of a lifetime feeling like I'm a man in a woman's body or a woman in a man's body, right? And... Oh, it's just you still playing. music playing. <laughs> I had to turn it down all the way. I hadn't silenced it. Yeah. Uh, I was so, like, wait, is there... So there's certain things like that that I'll never truly experience therefore all i can be is an outsider looking in it doesn't mean that i'm not entitled to an opinion or that i'm not entitled to have a belief system it just means that i can't experience it so here's what i imagine you can hate me for that or you cannot hate me for that well and you can go even simpler than that i think in the dating world so many couples or people trying to be a couple believe that just because you don't like something means I have to give it up, you know? And it's like, nah, that's not how this shit works. That just means that's something I can enjoy on my own without you. Now, as long as it's healthy. Well, yeah, if we're talking hookers and cocaine on the weekends, that's obviously a bad thing. But yeah, so that quote literally sums up how I'm feeling just now. I see well, so and I think hatred. so many people have in a relational state, like the codependent thing, right? Like, well, I can't do that if that's my husband or spouse, like wife, or, you know, partner or whatever wants to. It's like, um, where was that written? <laughs> what rule book is that written in? I'm not saying you should go through your whole life and not include your spouse. Like, I think if, if everything you do in your, in your life is excluding your spouse, then that's a different problem. <laughs> mm -hmm. but. but I would go a step further. I, I, and we've talked about this. I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before. If you're not doing things without your spouse, without your significant other, if you guys are always there, I'm sorry, you're that couple. <laughs> you are that couple. And nobody likes that. It's it's cute to have couple friends and do couple things, but men have men shit that they need to do and speak about, and women have women shit that they need to do and speak about. And we literally have zero interest in pretending to be interested in it. No, what, what do I get out of being interested? And in, I'm going to use a perfect example. Ooh, tread lightly. Your wife loves arts and crafts. She quilts. She does like embroidery and all that shit, right? Yep. I couldn't even begin to pretend to be interested in that. If she showed me something, I'm like, yeah, that looks cool. That's that's literally the scope, the, the entire scope of how interested I can be in something like that. If I need something like that, I'm going to go buy it. The thought of spending hours making it is an alien concept to me. I don't need to pretend to like it. You well, you don't have to yeah. pretend to, to like it, or you don't need to like it. I mean, you don't even need to say pretend. You don't need to like it, right? And that's not what she wants. But do I need to be interested that's in it? That's not what she wants. You're not interested in it. You're interested in her interest. I'm not. <laughs> no, let, reframe this. Okay, Mr. Single. <laughs> now I'm figuring out some stuff about you, Stephen, in this. It's like she doesn't necessarily want you to be interested in the act of making a quilt or the embroidery. She wants you to tell her that she's done a good job with it or to say, wow, that's really cool, babe. Good job creating that. Or can I not just love that she has that outlet and not know if it's good or bad. See, but that's what you should say instead of being like, oh, cool, and then walking away. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You, you, see, so you express an actual interest in her and not necessarily the craft. Yeah, like I love people have outlets, yeah. you know. Um, so reframing, that I, should be a topic right there. Did, did I share this with you that I was sitting with one of my couple friends on Sunday and I, I, I was in shock. Like I think if you'd have videoed from across the room, it would have been the weirdest situation because they were sitting next to each other and I was across the table from them and she was telling him play by play from the day before a conversation she had that he wasn't there for and the whole time like jaw open like this I'm watching it go back and forward and I don't know how the hell he did it because I'll tell you now he was not engaged in the conversation but she thought he was I lack that capacity. I would have been like, can you just tell me what the fuck happened? And I don't need to know what he said, she said. And then John from across the way came over and, and intervened for 30 seconds. Like, I, I just watched this play-by-play <laughs> happening going, how is he pretending to be interested in this? We are sufficiently off topic. We haven't even introduced a topic no. yet, actually. So you asked what was pissing me off. That's not pissing me off. I just, right now, there's so much hatred and there's so much partisan nonsense all over not just social media but in person and just this we keep on so look we've talked i can lean left or right on any given subject right which i shouldn't have to say it shouldn't be hey i'm with the conservatives on this or i'm with the liberals on this it should be what's the issue here's what i believe right and i'm just at the point now that both sides keep preaching acceptance and equality and it's like here's one for you why don't you ask the, <laughs> well, why don't you um, practice what you're preaching your uh, sociology department in your university how many republicans are there on that on in, in that department i'll tell you none okay your economics department at your university how many democrats are there none and if there are they're probably bad economists, <laughs> right? See, but that was a that was not a partisan state. That's a, yeah, like it's a. But I'm making fun of both. I'm making fun of both sides. It's like some of them have these concepts that they create these constructs and the if then statements that we talked about with Phil yeah. Tyler, and it's just no. There is so much nuance to this situation, and you're telling me that if I believe one thing, then I'm a fascist bigot. Or am I fucking communist? You bastard? should unfriend me on I'm Facebook. I'm a socialist communist that wants to friggin' have no police, and it's like, no, I can see both sides. Jeez, I didn't know we were gonna go this far down the road. Yeah, rabbit hole. That's what was pissing me off. That's where I'm kind of. Yeah, but I didn't actually care. But I, I was just wanting. To, I mean, this was like that interest thing that we were just talking about, right? I didn't think you'd actually go talking about it for ten minutes. Do you know how I can get you to be interested in it, though? By telling you that I feel better just for having said it out loud. So okay. thanks for that. Well, um, that's good. And now we're, we're 10 minutes in and we've played music okay. and people have listened to it. I will frame ramble. our topic for today. Please do. And I've actually taken the liberty of framing it in a different way than you and I originally discussed earlier. Oh, Jesus. Calling audibles all the time. And it is the importance of keeping your word. Okay. We're going to tangent off of that, but yeah. I think we'll talk about all the things we discussed a exactly. bit earlier. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I just... <laughs> So sorry. How did it taste? Uh, like lunch. What did you have? Uh, a sausage. A so- Ooh, kinky. <laughs> God. <laughs> I was at uh, 
I'm spacing out the Viking, meeting a buddy oh, like in the center of influence of mine. And uh, we're catching up on life and work and had, uh, they had the Sonnenberg's uh, Italian sausage there. Mm, I like so the Sonnenberg sausage. Yeah, with the onions and stuff on it. So they're, they're cooked, so it's not too stinky. I had something similar. I walked down to the High Nooner and had a, a cheesesteak with a bunch of You walked of down to the High Nooner it. and had a sausage in your mouth? I had a cheesesteak that had all the hot peppers and stuff on it. So it was wonderful. Awesome. Cool. So the importance of keeping your word, and I'll frame this a little bit. So Stephen gets hot and bothered whenever somebody doesn't keep an appointment with him or something like that. And I actually, go on, go on. I'm going to jump in in a bit. I know, I know you are. So Stephen gets, <laughs> or when somebody doesn't keep an appointment with me, and they have a lame excuse. I will, I will preface that. And uh, what we have noticed is that there is a lot of times, especially in the millennial generation, where people will not keep their meetings because they got a quote-unquote better offer or they won't commit to a meeting. Or when I say meeting, I'm talking about like, let's grab beers Friday night type thing. They're like, well, yeah, let's see. And then it's like Friday at 5, they're like, okay, nothing came up. Do you want to do it now? It's like, well, no, I made plans to do something else. You jerk, thanks for thinking of it. Like now that you didn't get a better offer, now you're going to want to take them, like grab mm-hmm. beers? Like that's cool. So uh, t- sometimes when, you know, we have colleagues, friends our age that are not necessarily uh, in the same profession, but similar and uh, all professionally based, we set up a lunch half an hour before they might call and cancel because, you know, they're just really busy with work or quote unquote, something came up uh, and it's not really a valid excuse what comes up, right? And it's like, well, d- did you ask if you could do that later or, well, why not just work and can you work an hour later yeah i could i could do that well why don't you just straight up tell me then like hey i'm busy at work i really don't have the time today i'm gonna be the dick that cancels on you last minute like why i would actually respect them more if they just straight up said that because there's the framework again in the millennial generation and some of the gen x as well no it's definitely people are too scared to upset you so what they're actually saying without saying it out loud, is your time is not important to me, and I don't care if you carved out the time for this, I'm not going to prioritize it. And you said something, you said I get pissed off. (laughs) I don't get pissed off when I get stood up by a prospect. I've told you before, that is an ace up my sleeve right there. If I'm planning on meeting with you and you're a business owner, and you no-show, or you cancel on me. Guilt sale. That's that's one up the sleeve for me. Yeah. I have that to use. Now, call it manipulation. Call it whatever you want. Well, you don't even have to do anything. They'll just no, feel bad that they stood you up. They're going to feel bad, yeah. yeah. If they're a good person. So I come in with the upper hand at that point. Now, I will say that there's a phrase for this, FOMO. And our friend Adrian has the worst FOMO. And there's a reason that he goes to the bars most nights. He, it's fear of missing out. Right, FOMO, FOMO. Mm-hmm. He has an awful case of that, and I think we all have that. So, this is this is kind of going to this whole topic intermingles with that essentialism concept. Like nine times out of ten, when someone ditches plans on me, I am looking at the reasons why and going, "That's a shitty reason why." <laughs> Unless you're telling me you're not at work today because you're sick. You've got a f- true family emergency. Yeah. Someone, the shit hit the fan with work. And 
again, true emergency. If it's just oh, a double booked, well, first off, get organised dipshit. Okay? And it's as simple as that. You're disorganised. Your disorganization should not reflect But again, on me. mistakes do happen. I get yep. that. It's like, okay, you don't normally like just cancel on me. But again, yeah. that's an easy discussion to have. Hey, I screwed up. I booked two things. I worked between two calendars. Something stupid like that. At least be honest about it. Not just, I mean, again, thinking of the one that actually spurred this on, that, that, and it was your situation, and it's not the first time. It was my situation in that somebody canceled on me. Not yeah. that I canceled, because I, yeah. I keep my meetings. No, Hell exactly. or high water. And, you know, it was your situation, and it pissed me off, because that person, I feel it is a flake, and all it was was they thought their meeting was going to f- push them forward more, which, again, isn't necessarily a bad mindset. Yeah. But when you have the power in this way to say, hey, look, I already have something there. Can we do that an hour later? Can we do that an hour earlier? Yeah, you know? I've got a noon. Yeah. And that's all you got to say, right? And I think uh, the, the higher-ups, like you and I talked about this, right? If you go to a higher-up a lot of time and be like, hey, I already had a lunch scheduled with so-and-so, I can move it. Uh, if you really want me to, but I did, didn't want to have to move it if you had some availability otherwise, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, did you ask? Well, no, I didn't. Okay, well, maybe that should have been your first step instead of going on and canceling, right? Because then what you're really doing is just saying like, hey, yeah, that person is totally more important than you. It's like, and they, guess what? They might be more important, but you don't need to rub it in my face. You got it? And I think the, at the end of the day is what it comes down to, and then I'll tell a story, is reliability. Mm-hmm. Because how... I mean, your actions as far as if you keep your meetings and you keep your and you follow through and doing on the things you say you're going to do, I mean, that's reliability. That's the definition of reliability. I show up when I say I'm going to show up, prepared for what we're going to do. I follow through if I say I'm going to do something because I said I was going to do it, right? Uh, so I, I won't, I'll leave names out of this, but there was some of the individuals from the office were going to go on a trip out of town. One of the individuals canceled uh, prior, like a the day prior, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it was a day or like 20, within 24 hours, basically, prior to our leaving. And I was going to be riding over with this individual. And uh, it was kind of one of those things where it's like he had an excuse, but it was kind of like a lame excuse, you know? And you're like, so you... My dog ate it? No, it was like a, I need <laughs> to meet somebody at the house that could meet a few, a few days later, but he wanted to meet that day that we were going to be gone. It's like... Well, you just meet them later. Like, it doesn't matter if it's three days later. You can meet them three days later. Yeah. Right? And so he wanted to do it that day, though. And I think he was looking for an excuse to get out of it. And uh, so then it was like, well, so Ben's going to drive over by himself. It's like, well, what are we going to... We didn't have a total plan. It was kind of like a hangout thing to catch up. And now it was just two of us that were going over. One's flying. And then he's like, well, I'm not going to make you drive over. Like, don't just drive over. Like, no, I said I'm doing it like I'm driving over. I'm doing it by myself. (laughs) I'll drive over there. I'll listen to podcasts and a a book that you recommended actually on that trip is when I listened to it. It's like, I'll I'll do it. The uh, Stupid Stories book. Yeah, I hope they serve beer in hell. (laughs) Tucker Max. It's hilarious. Yeah, it was. There's some funny spots. There's some crass spots, but there's some funny ones. You needed a laugh that day. That's why I didn't give you a serious book. Yeah, no, that was a good laugh. And, uh, but I, you know, and one of the colleagues spoke to the other one about how he cancels frequently on stuff last minute like this and how he was upset with them and that he needs to be more reliable. Right. And so 
I think, though, having the culture to call people out is important, too, on that. Be like, because you need to be better. I need you to be better, right? If you were doing that to me and you were canceling last minute, I would call you out and say, dude, I'm not going to... I'm just not going to schedule with you anymore. What's the point if you cancel 50% mm-hmm. of the time, right? So, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I know you want to say something. I have two things, right? The first one being, remember when I had, and this is, you just made me think of this when you said just be better. Remember, it was maybe a couple months ago, I was like, just be fucking better. Like, I kept saying it. I was yeah. like, that's my slogan. And then last month, they released a Kobe Bryant, or two, three weeks ago, Kobe Bryant commercial about just being better. I was like, fuck, it's perfect. It's like, somebody's listening to me. and It's anyway, Kobe from heaven. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But no, seriously, like it's, Nike it's did a, a, a Kobe Bryant. Just just be better. Be better. And I was like, so you just made me think of that. Second one was, and I don't know, that I've got a story as well about this, about commitment, about doing what you're supposed to do. And funnily enough, it involves driving to the west side. <laughs> Have I ever told the story of how I got hired with Heartland? No. Here goes. Strap in. This is a this is a fun one. So I'm looking for pharmaceutical sales jobs because a few of my colleagues from Challenger Sports when I worked there transitioned from soccer sales to pharma sales or medical sales or dental sales, things like that, right? Most of them start with a six figure salary, yeah, a it's car, a good gig. nice commissions. So I was like, Yeah, I could do that. That sounds like fun. So I, uh, in the process, this Heartland job kept popping up and I watched some videos at that time and actually this year as well, I think we were voted the number one company to sell for by Salesforce Magazine. Now Salesforce Magazine actually charged for it, so we've got a couple other publications that list us, but back then it was legitimately just they, they interviewed people, they found out what we did, how we did it, how we were compensated. So this kept popping up, watched some YouTube videos, um, read some stuff on Glassdoor and different employment websites and I'm like shit this it seems too good to be true so I was kind of like does it smell like shit is it <laughs> shit <laughs> um, so anyway I, I'm like to hell with it I might as well fire I knew nothing about um, credit card processing at that point fired in an application get a phone call from Oklahoma City speak to someone there and then this hey this guy Harry Wagoner is going to reach out to you he's in Kirkland, Washington, right? So this guy, Harry Wagner, calls me. Still a good friend of mine, by the way. Love him to pieces. Probably should have him on the podcast at some point. Southern guy from Oklahoma. He has the accent. He's got this <laughs> larger-than-life personality. And we start gibbering, and he's asking me. Literally never asked me about the job at all. Asking me about my background, family. The way a job interview should be, I believe, because you want to know character. You want to know what they've done, how they've done it not what qualifications they have, right? So he's like, all right, the next step's an in-person interview. He's like, I'm not going to be in Spokane until three months down the line. So this is like late November, right? And I'm like, uh, okay. So three months out, I was like, I'll be honest with you. I'm looking at other jobs. He's like, no. He's like, when can you come to me? And he's in Kirkland. So I was like, uh, you tell me. So he gives me a time and a date two o'clock I was meeting him at uh, I forget the name of the restaurant it's down there in the front in Kirkland amazing seafood place I probably won't know um, I'll need to look it up and tell you afterwards because I had an amazing uh, amazing meal. meal as well so I get in the car and I'm driving just as I'm almost to Ellensburg there's a landslide and the pass is shut oh, like, my um, 
So at this point, I've got his phone number and I've got an email, right? In my phone. So at this point, I'm like, well, I'm going to call him right away because the directions took me from being an hour and a half early to the meeting point to being an hour and a half late because I had to go up and through Wenatchee yeah. and all that yeah. shit, right? So you're going way up north yep. from way south. So basically, instead of driving straight over a mountain, I had to go around the mountain. Yeah. Um, so I call him, no answer, leave a voicemail, send him an email. I know the second I'm off I-90 and heading up towards... You're going to miss that, Wenatchee, yeah. I have no signal. I'm in the mountains uh, through Leavenworth as well. Yep. So on blind faith, I said, look, I'm still going to come. Still going to be there. I hope you're still there. If you can get me in the next 10 minutes, let me know. Sure enough, I lost service. It was T-Mobile five years ago, right? So in the boonies, it was nothing. Um, as I'm coming back down into like the Auburn area where 18 shoots off yeah. 90, my phone started blowing up. I had a voicemail from him, a text message from him, and an email from him saying, I'll still be here as long as you still show up. So I walked in and the first thing he said was, and again, larger than life, he stood up, shook my hand, he went, shit. He's like, I would have turned around if I was you. He's like, I'm glad you're still here. He hired me. <laughs> <laughs> but how easy would it have been to turn around at that point, well, right? Well, and you communicated to him. Yeah. I think that's the other part. Is like some people, it's like, and this goes to some of what we spoke of initially, it's being organized, right? Being organized means being reliable and keeping your time. It means when you can't, it means communicating it. Mm-hmm. that you can't be and then giving a new time I hate it when people cancel too mm-hmm. and then don't offer up a new time yeah it's like no if you're canceling on me hey hey Ben I'm sorry to do this I need to cancel our meeting can we reschedule for next Tuesday at 1pm I mean look no I can't but I can do Wednesday at 1 would that work okay for you like right it's like where's this communication and organization thing yeah so it makes I'll- life easier I used to say this was a number one rule in sales. I think it still is a number one rule in sales. I think it's top two or three rules in all professions. And in terms of personal relationships, it's probably number one as well. Do you know what the rule is? Yeah, communicate. No. That's my rule. Do what you say you're going to do. Just do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. You're just trying to steal Nike again. Just... No, no, do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. And if you can't, that's when communication comes in. Hey, I fucked up. I left this too late. I had a busy day. I got slammed. I got stuck in traffic. Whatever it is. So I could not complete the task when I said I would. But it's going to be with you as quickly as possible. Communicate even when you're doing what you say you're going to do. You can give the asterisk. But like, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll be there at five. Like, there is the caveat that I'm coming from the valley and there might be traffic on i-90 and if there is i might be running a little bit late just want you to know that but i'm still coming don't worry i am going to be there right yeah it's like give that it's like because then you you're still doing what you say you're going to do right if you're late you did what you said you were going to be yeah but we we lament we lament these things often we lament our cell phones quite often and say social media comparison people on them when you're talking to them all that shit right we have no excuse with a cell phone now for not doing what we say we were going to do when we said we're going to do it and one of the major differentiators for me as a salesperson and you can do this in all walks of life not just sales when someone I, I often meet with business owners and before I can progress 
I need to get financials from them. I need to get statements. And, and you're the same. You, you ask people for things. You're like, hey, in order for me to do this, I'm going to need, here's a list of things I'm going to need from you. And most salespeople give that list, but then never ask for the commitment of when they can get that information. And I say, hey, when do you think you can get this for me? They'll give me a time. So let's say today is Wednesday and they say, or Thursday, and they say Friday by noon. And I say, okay, if I haven't seen it by Friday at four o'clock, is it okay for me to reach out and just remind you? The answer's always yes. And it's a way for you to deliver and say, hey, I'm going to reach out to you. You set the reminder. But then it's a way for them to have it on their mind. I don't want him to have to reach out to me again. I'm going to make sure they're with them before yeah. noon at 12. Well, somebody gives himself a deadline yeah. so you know, and it. shares it with somebody. It's, it's more likely. It's deadline. You're yeah. not setting the deadline. You're saying, can I get this by noon? And they're saying to you, I can probably have it to you by noon. And you're like, okay, I'm going to follow up with you by four if you've not. Sometimes it's a day or two. Sometimes it's like, oh, you think you can get it to me by Wednesday? If I don't see it by noon on Thursday, can I call you Thursday? Well, and that follow-up at four on that day can be a nice follow-up. Hey, just wanted to make sure I, did, I didn't miss your you know, email with that information because I know you had said noon today. Realize you can get busy. Just making sure I didn't miss it. Hope all's well. Yeah. Stephen so, R. Brown. So this feeds into something that I have been thinking about and I mentioned to you. I think... <sighs> people need to make more appointments with themselves yeah and keep those appointments okay because you're the easiest person in the world to cancel on not you ben me Stephen. yeah yeah so how many times and and this is a rhetorical question i don't expect you to say 5072 in my entire life how many times in your life have you said i'm going to start that friday and friday rolls around and you don't feel like starting at friday so you don't start at Friday. Yeah. And this is common in the fitness world. Oh, totally. I'm going to eat like an asshole all weekend, and then I'm going to wake up on Monday and go to the gym, and I'm going to start my fitness journey on Monday, and oh, in six months weekend. I'm going to have a, Yeah. <laughs> and you eat like the asshole, but then on the Monday morning, because you've ate like an asshole, you probably feel inflamed and shitty, and you don't wake up and go to the gym. Not you, again, not you. No, I get what you're saying. You're talking in generalities. So there's this... Commit. I think in order to do what you say you're going to do and commit and follow through on the things that you should do, you have to first be true to yourself, right? And you have to keep appointments with yourself. Mm-hmm. And that can be as simple as, the simplest way is time blocking, right? So you've seen my calendar. It starts at 4 a.m. and it shows when the gym's there. It shows when I'm walking mm-hmm. the dog. Basically the first four hours of my day from four until eight, are completely scripted. Yep. Every weekday is the same. From eight on is when I'm willing to work. I don't check emails until 10. I carve out time for lunch every day because lunch is where I do a lot of my business. I'm not just, oh, I need to eat for an hour. I'm actually meeting with people in centers of influence. And there's things every day that are non-negotiable. We've got the podcast, the time we record every week, saved in your calendar, in my calendar, in the room's calendar so that it's booked and when we look we project a week or two out and go hey i can't do that monday let's move it to thursday like we're recording today because monday was labor day and we had to find a time to get it in but the easiest way is time blocking now there's all kinds of other ways you can journal you can have a like an old-fashioned kind of diary book journal that you you kind of put your times in and you know 
A day planner? Yeah, a day <laughs> planner. Day planner. Yeah. I mean, however you do it isn't important, but what is important is that you get a system to where when you say you're going to be somewhere or do something at a certain time, you're there. And if not, you're going to communicate often and early and offer an alternative to your point. But I think the easiest way to build good habits in this is to make appointments with yourself and not miss them. That can be, I'm going to read for an hour at this time on Saturday. I'm going to go to the gym for an hour and a half this mm-hmm. day, these days. I'm going to, this is when I, I go to the grocery store. This is when I make my food each week. This is, and by having those appointments with yourself that you don't have an accountability partner for and nobody's going to hold it to hold you to it if you don't do it, it builds good habits outwardly that when other people are involved you're going that's to interesting through. so what i was going to say is like you not you steven again to be in general terms yeah. you are the foundation upon which everything else is built in your life right so if you have a crack in the foundation you're going to leak mm-hmm. right and if that crack is you can't communicate you can't be reliable you can't do the things that you said you were going to do guess what that's going to permeate every other area of your house mm-hmm when your foundation is weak, your house falls. Yeah, exactly. And you are the foundation. So until you get your foundation in order, that's great. You're, 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 I mean, you're going to not like your life. Mm-hmm. And people won't like it either. This is funny because I really don't usually tolerate people being late or being flaky. And yet one of my closest friends on earth will be late to his own goddamn funeral, Brian. And he's a military guy. He's literally yeah. <laughs> 28 years military, and we regularly meet to watch soccer because we bet on it. Yeah, you and actually then still he buys like a burger or something yeah. like that from that. Too. You owe me um, two burgers now, actually. And he owes me a steak dinner for last season. But yeah, so kickoffs <laughs> at noon. I know I shouldn't expect him before 12:15 because somehow in his non-professional life, he just doesn't leave on time. He, he does other things and. Like there's times where he's, he's showing the friend up. you tell him to get there at eleven forty five. You nine, tell him always to get there. 15 yeah, minutes, ninety right? minute game. Oh, we're starting early, and he shows up thirty minutes into it, having missed two goals, and wants me to give him a recap. And I was like, "Hey, you missed it. You can see the you can see the recap at halftime. I'm watching, and it infuriates me. But I've kind of accepted it at this point. <laughs> but that's just like a quirk of his relationship. It's he's not being disrespectful. That's just who he is when he's not on military time, right? Maybe that's it. I mean, maybe he's just so tired of always having to keep that schedule that he's just like, I don't want to be, like, I'll get there when I get there. Yeah. And I know some of his friends listen to this, so you guys can tell him that I called him Did out. Did I ever tell you all the time. Uh, Lauren and I's story about Tell being on time? Stories. About being on time. When one of the first things I told her when we were dating is, and this is kind of something I live by, and it's the same adage, and you believe it too, is I'm like, her family was always like late. I mean, like acceptable arrival time to them was, mm-hmm. you know, any time between when you were supposed to arrive and 15 minutes after basically was like an acceptable arrival time. And I'll give people grace. Like, well, yeah, if you're going to dinner, right, and it's at somebody's house and you're 15 minutes late, like, okay, I get that. But if you're going to meet somebody for coffee and it's a one-on-one coffee and you're 15 minutes late, like that is unacceptable, right? And so I told her, I was like, I'll tell you, when you're late, what it, what it tells me. When you're late, it says, Ben, I don't, appreci- I don't necessarily care about you. I don't appreciate you. My time is more important than your time. And it's like a kick to the groin, basically. And she's like, yeah. well, g- 
good to know that that's how you take it when somebody's late, right? Mm-hmm. Again, but if they communicate, but like, hey, like you did with your job interview, they communicate like, hey, Ben, I'm on my way. Stupid friggin' traffic was bad, or I got a call right before. I'm running five minutes late. Don't worry. I am coming, right? Then it's okay. But it's when they just show up 10 minutes late, acting like it's no big deal. You're just like, okay, Mr. Big Time. That's when I'm always like, hey, you know, you're a little late, and I've only got a half an hour booked today, so we got 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, oh, God. Oh, and then they feel bad for running late. But it's like, yeah. It's- we schedule things because they're meant to be had at that time. Yeah. My oldest brother's a nightmare for that as well. So I remember growing up. This isn't the one that does the art stuff, right? No, that's my youngest brother. Oh, opposite. Um, yeah. Oldest brother. So if he has to be somewhere at noon, and his wife's the same, like they, they're on island time, and I don't ever think they've ever been to Hawaii. But <laughs> if he has to be somewhere at noon and it's a 20-minute drive, he starts getting ready 20 minutes before. That kind of late. You're you like, know? did you do the math on that, buddy? And it's like, uh, what? and and I've always been the ten minutes early is on time, you know. Well, and I'm always like, so if it's gonna take me like twenty minutes to shower and get ready, it's gonna take me twenty minutes to get there. What the hell are you doing in the shower? Twenty minutes to shower and get ready, like brush your teeth, do your hair. You don't freaking. I can be in and out of the shower in three and a half minutes. I probably could, but I like my shower. Jeez. Don't, well, you probably, every other day I do sh- shampoo and conditioner. I wash and dry my hair every day. Not dry, dry, just like towel dry it, but I wash my hair every day. I wash my hair, shower gel on the loofah, balls a couple times <laughs> under the arms, done. Rinse, get out the shower. I wish you guys could have seen the action <laughs> that he just went through too. There was, There was a total little movements that went along with that description right there what are you doing he just tried to describe a loofah with his hands that was an interesting (laughs) (laughs) oh my god no like i don't understand man oh i shave in the shower too oh yeah clearly i shave well you don't grow much (laughs) no i just buzz every day yeah down to zero um but yeah i don't know why men spend a lot of time in the shower i do cold showers too so Every day is a cold shower and breathe. Vim Hof. You're so cool, Stephen. <laughs> so. Okay. So, moral of the story, keep your word. Do what yeah. you say you're going to do. Be organized. Be reliable. You'll be respected for it. If that doesn't go unnoticed, either way, it doesn't go unnoticed when you're always reliable and on time and you don't drop the ball in it does go noticed when you're unreliable and not on time. So don't think that people don't notice when you're running 10 minutes late. They notice, especially when it's habitually. And don't kid yourself that you don't do it sometimes, people. And while people might not recognize it all the time outwardly or give you kudos when they should, I promise that it's noticed when you're reliable as well. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Um, they don't. It's, they're going to notice. I can tell you sides. now, regardless of whether they hate me or not, every ex I've ever had would tell you that I'm reliable, I'm punctual, I'm on time, and I do the things I'm supposed to do. And everybody that I work with, I would hope, I'm pretty sure, says the same thing. They know that if they call me and I don't answer, I'm getting back with them. They know that if they call me and I do answer, I'm going to have an answer or get an answer. 
And yeah, there's so much to be said for just being reliable, being uh, being dependable, you know. And what happens invariably is that you become the two o'clock in the morning crew for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And two o'clock in the morning crew for anybody that hasn't heard that the last time I referenced it. Is it two o'clock in the morning, the shit hits the fan and you need to call people for help? You become that person. And while that sounds like a pain in the ass, I wear that like a badge of honour because I know I'm in the two o'clock in the morning crew for a a lot of people. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I'd be pissed if you called me at two in the morning. I'd probably get a verbal lashing later on, but... Well, if I'm calling you, I just need bailed out. You might be the only person with those kinds of funds. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Ben. I need you to come bail me out of jail. <laughs> Bring your checkbook. <laughs> ben, do you know any bail bondsmen? <laughs> and I, actually, the thing is, I'm probably the only one with a checkbook still. <laughs> yeah, you might be the only person I know that still writes yeah. actual checks. Yeah. Like, actually, I was just thinking the other day, I got to order some more. You do the Venmo as well, though, now, right? Yeah, I, I, I do it all. A couple years ago, I mentioned Venmo to you, and you were like, what was I that? Venmo, Cash App, Bill Pay, mobile banking, like... Check writing. I've got cash. You name it, I got it. All Except right. for in my wallet. I never have cash in my wallet. It's always at home in a safe location. Oh, I was hoping you were going to disclose the location. <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell <laughs> Next, time, next time I meet you at your house, I'll just start spreading your cash all over the place. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, I could have swore I had a couple thousand bucks here. What happened to it? Hey, Weston, did you see this and hand it to him? <laughs> Yesterday? Funny story. So Weston's home, and Weston has his own little wallet, and he gets uh, sharky bucks, they're called, from his haircut place. Like they give you a dollar off the next haircut. So he's got a couple of sharky bucks in his wallet. And, he, and he's looking around. He's like, yeah, last night he's like, where's my money? <laughs> I'm like, what? He goes, where's my wallet? <laughs> I'm like, God. Takes after his dad. Where's my money? <laughs> I want my money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I feel like we've kind of done everything we can on this. I have too. Um, yeah. But, I but do- it was fun. Yeah, I want to take a moment. Oh, Jesus. Wow. I, I guess I won't take a moment. Well. I was going to ask people to rate and review us and follow us. Okay. <laughs> More than ask, I was going to implore. I haven't looked recently. I haven't either. Um, but for a minute, we didn't get very many reviews. Oh, what the heck? And I was pissed at it. Not pissed, but... It would be nice on whatever platform you're listening to if you could do a rating, write a little review, tell someone about listening to it. Um, and I do want to say I got a lot of really cool feedback on the people that have listened to the Tyler Alvarado. Mm, really good. So far. good. My brother's geeked out on it uh, <laughs> because two of my brothers, well, one of my brothers builds ships, so he sees massive scope for the application of that stuff and what he does so he's a project manager for bae systems they build massive massive ships like tankers and warships and such so he's he was really interested in the dod stuff that tyler's doing also um i wanted to kind of plug ben and i so if you are looking for someone to manage your monies ben's your guy and oh, I like yes. if you are a business owner, know a business owner, then I would love to chat with you or the people that you know. Just say, hey, here's Stephen. Here's what he does. 
and I'll do the rest. I want to look at what they're doing, how I can help them. Um, yeah, because I think often we, we talked about this being a tool for us to utilize for our business, and I don't think we've done enough. We actually recorded commercials at one point that were you plugging your business. Oh, yeah, we, we were going to play in the middle of it, and we never did that. We never about plugged that. them in. But I think it's important sometimes just to remind you guys what we actually do and how we can help you. And I'm actually going to say something else, too, because somebody asked me this the other day, and I'm like, I thought, isn't this obvious what I do? Is, uh, they're like, do you do, do you do like individuals, like in private wealth? Like, like yeah, that's like 90% of what I do is private wealth. Like people with old 401ks, IRAs, making good money, need to start investing some of that, right? Putting it to work. Like, that's that's what I, do. yeah, that's, that's what I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it surprised me when I was... They were asking about that, right? Yeah. Like, can we get some old 401ks? Do you do that type of stuff? It's like, ah, yes, that's exactly what I do. Yeah, and some of that's on, on us, right? On yeah, I know. You. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. remember asking you a question, can you simply explain what you do? And we wrote it down. We actually turned it into an exercise on the podcast. And we realized that often when people don't know what we do or how we do it, it's our fault and not theirs. 100%. Because we haven't done it. We haven't taken the time. I help people manage their money. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to look. This is a short one. It's only 45 minutes so far. What? Um, Whoa. But yeah, Ben and I will leave you guys just now. We will say, um, you know, please share. Tune in next week. We'll have a cool topic that we talk about. And we've got more interviews coming up as well. So, Mm -hmm. and I have Mm -hmm. a cool concept for next year that I've already pitched to Ben. We're going to start talking about about some other other cool little side ventures cool. and hustles that cool. we're going to get on cool. here we'll see if it is the topic for 2020 or if it's more just a little side piece to it i think it can be a whole year it can be a little every once in a while we touch base one episode thing too mm-hmm. yeah they're going to be much more interactive uh content videos and so on i've said that multiple times but i'm actually moving down the line now of putting some things in are you going to keep your word this time I, it's not that i'm not keeping my word it's that why would I pay more for a space when I don't have to? I want to do a studio, and right now, offices are emptying out, and people want to lease them, and the prices are coming down. So that's the route I'm going. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. So yeah. Okay. Until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. Boom.